Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Go, iTunes at Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! This evening, to my left, I have Mr. Steve. It's me, Claire, Leon, Sherry. <laughs> Leon! Leon! Accurate. Across from me is Mr. Ralph. That guy's a maniac. Why'd he bite me? <laughs> Fucking nails that voice. I know. And to my right, Mr. Clark. Looks like your party's been canceled. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be your host this evening. It worked! (laughs) It worked! (laughs) Alright, tonight we are reviewing Resident Evil 2. Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) That's the subtitle, right? Yeah. Initial impressions. It's Resident Evil. I never played this one. I kind of had an idea of what I was getting into, and... That's pretty much what I got out of it. Resident Evil 2. I'm going to... This is going to sound really weird, okay? I never played this game as a kid. I don't have any nostalgia for it. But I've watched several Let's Plays of all the scenarios. And so I've I've seen the game. I've seen it sort of spoiled. And You're like, like the oldest millennial ever. What are you talking about? So <laughs> Such a millennial thing to say. I've it? watched a lot of Let's Plays of the game, but I've never played it. Okay, well, okay. There's there's this guy that I like to watch on YouTube. His name is uh is Vash12349. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to turn that into a rant. <laughs> well, <laughs> about on, YouTube. No, you're good. What I'm trying to say is that I'm like nostalgic for this game, but I never played it, which is weird. He's living, like, vicariously through other players. Like, he never wanted to have the fun himself. I guess that's what it <laughs> he is. He likes watching other people have fun. Again, I didn't Define have a PlayStation. Fun. <laughs> I didn't have a PlayStation when I was a kid. I, I skipped this whole franchise when it comes to Resident Evil. The first one I played was for the Cube, the remake was the Cube. Wasn't there a... Didn't this come out for 64? It did. It did. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. play it for the... I didn't get it. Fail. Um, Sure. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. We'll talk about that later. But no, like uh, my initial impression was that, okay, we got all these different scenarios. I've seen them all. So like there were no real spoilers for this. But like at certain points in the game, I'd be like, okay, what's going to happen here? Because I remember this thing happens. Like, uh, for instance, the liquor crashing through the through the ceiling or Mr. X bursting through the wall. Like I remember those things, but I didn't know what scenario it was. So like the whole time I'm playing, it's like paranoia on top of paranoia mixed with nostalgia that I didn't have because I didn't play it as a kid, but I've seen it before. It's just bizarre. I can't really describe this feeling for this game other than I'm nostalgic for it despite the fact that I this is my first playthrough. Wow. Weird. Wow, that is crazy. So actually I'm kind of in a similar boat with you. I You fucking millennial. No, so it, it, well without the without the let's play shit. I, I watched my friends play it. Um, <laughs> oh, that's totally different. 
it kind of is because I was in the room like and and like experiencing it more than just like you know like I was seeing somebody panic with the controller and shit. What what you he's what trying I mean? to say is he had friends as a child. Yeah, oh. that's I mean that's really <laughs> oh. what I'm getting at. Well, I'm that's talking about like two years ago I watched this. So literally, like I literally I watched somebody play through scenario A at like a fucking sleepover in like sixth sixth or seventh grade I want to say ish area. Okay. Sure, Kevin Pierce. Late. Kevin okay. Pierce had a sleepover and like everybody played it at like two o'clock in the morning because <laughs> because that's, that's what you do when you when you're kids. But yeah, from watching that and uh, seeing the reporter have the giant leech pop out of him, and I, I I had a weird feeling about this game back then. I thought it was really interesting, and I and I love the Resident Evil series. There are games in here in the series, though, that I haven't beaten uh, Four and this. And I beat Nemesis, but I didn't start it. I played off of someone else's save file accidentally. I didn't realize it. I, it was really despondent. Hmm. Um, Started halfway through the game and didn't realize it. Okay. Hmm. I, it was weird. It, it, it was. I, I forget exactly what point it was. Justify this statement. I need. I need context, background, <laughs> facts. Give me you everything. Tell him, Ralph. Well, maybe if we get to Resident Evil Three, I'll, I'll go into it in detail there. You mean uh, Code Veronica? I'm confused. Which game's which? Yeah, Code Veronica. Oh, Code Veronica. Code Veronica. I I understand that this was a really important game in the series, and I'm thoroughly glad that I played through it this time. Here, here. Cool, Harry. So I think I first discovered this game at Andrew Piasecki's second grade birthday party. Piasecki? Second yep. grade? That's a name I haven't heard. Yeah, it was like way long. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think we hung out too much after that. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, real quick, just because no. it's like nostalgia thing. Is that when we all went catching salamanders? That was fifth grade. Was that fifth grade? That was fifth grade. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, that's that's whatever that like, means. I'll, I'll look that <laughs> up later, real quick. And it's like, touch my salamander. It's Is that where we went docking <laughs> in fifth grade? Uh, you know, a funny story about the salamanders at the Crick. Here sure. we go. Crick, he says Crick. <laughs> yeah, PA motherfucker. <laughs> Come on down to Crick. We got salamanders right here. So yes, we we were finding salamanders in the Crick. Yeah. Somebody held me down and threw them down my pants. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me, dude? I don't, wouldn't fucking do that shit. Yeah, that, that's a true story. Somebody shoved salamanders. I was Jesus I don't know. Christ. Yeah, it's were traumatic. You, right? were, you, were you bigger yeah. than everybody else? That right, age? Let's, you, let's let's I've always been right bigger now. than everybody. Thanks. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, now that Harry talks about that, I think it really explains a lot of what we know about him now. Oh yeah, like yeah. like like why he still puts salamanders down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really an enjoyable thing for him. Hey, don't kink shame him. I'm not kink shaming him. <laughs> I like when it wiggles a little extra. What the fuck? Oh man, he's graduated just full blown lizards now. <laughs> he just gets them real wet. And <laughs> Doc, I don't understand Harry, not why the I'm alien, but it looks like the rest of it. <laughs> Jesus. Watch it change color. If you can, <laughs> why is it purple? Oh my god! <laughs> if you can think of it, there's a fetish for it. There we go. Why does it look so swollen? Oh, Harry, is that herpes? No, that's some leftover scales. One <laughs> scale <laughs> shedding on me. Salamander daddy over here. Jesus, salamander, <laughs> Harry, salamander daddy bulls. 
How the fuck did we get here? Oh my god. Somebody call no, Shinji Mikami. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we got here. This is the reality that we live in. Just like a gecko's feet, it's sticking around. It's official. You need you literally need to go home and change your PSN name to Salamander. Salamander Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Why you named that? Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I don't want to talk about it too much <laughs> therapy. Weird rant, huh? <laughs> Where were we? Uh, so All right, Daddy. So that's going to be it. bonus content. <laughs> Harry shares too much information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's so what I was getting to. Um, God, <laughs> second second grade birthday party. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, salamanders down your pants. <laughs> so anyway, I, I got to say, I was extremely intimidated by this game at first. It took me a while. Oh fuck! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, Harry, I was intimidated. Oh fuck! <laughs> I was intimidated. You broke. By you it. broke. You broke the podcast. <laughs> No, that's okay, Pop. I'd be intimidated by a pants full of salamanders, too. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, God. Wait, so you were held underwater with your hand in your pants? Why would it be held underwater? (laughs) You said it's it's extra. No, it was in the creek. You said somebody held you underwater. I was held down. Held down. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, anyway. So. Start Charmander. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> and that's why it burns. <laughs> you left the crick that day. You were a Charizard. You had evolved. He evolved. <laughs> Went in the creek, a boy. Came out a man. Came came out of Charmander. Came out a lizard. Came out a kinky motherfucker. <laughs> came out a kinky motherfucker. <laughs> Resident Evil 2. <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil 2. <laughs> With your host, Salamander Daddy. <laughs> so, I was intimidated by this game because halfway through you encounter this giant lizard in the sewers. <laughs> halfway through? Oh, the alligator. Yeah, I was trying to make a simple joke. But anyway, no, I was saying... I- it was simple, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was intimidated by this game because it did take me quite a few playthroughs of Resident Evil 1 to become very comfortable and fluid with the gameplay and it was just at that age it's kind of a what no what no, I, I, I'm, trying not, I'm trying not I'm trying like I'm just looking at the ceiling Got it. I'm just <laughs> laughing it, it took you a couple but no, at, at that fluid. at that age like that was kind of like the peak of horror games at that point it was kind of like a scary experience when you're a young kid and I, I think it just it took a while to get comfortable with playing <laughs> Resident yeah. Evil 2 <laughs> Scary at first, takes a while to get comfortable. (laughs) Especially to get it fluid with it. (laughs) All of those things, if you just cut out where you say Resident Evil and put in Salamander, it's like the funniest fucking thing. It took me a while to get fluid and comfortable. What? It's really intimidating when you have to get used to the Salamander. (laughs) When you have to get used to the Salamander. (coughs) Cool, so let's, uh, let's talk about game development, guys. Game development. So, okay, one thing we talked about intensely on the uh, first Resident Evil episode. Remember when we were talking about the gore comparison between the American release and the Japanese release? Yeah. How they had to edit it for the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. Things have flipped for this game. There are cutscenes when you die within this game. That's right. That are more gory in the U.S. version as opposed to the Japanese version. They are brutal. In this. So yeah, absolutely. When you die, because I did not experience that at all. The boss at the well, end. Well, to be fair, you teeth. only played half the game. 
be fair, I played a full half of the game. But a I, full half. A full half, half, of, the full game. half of the game. <laughs> Can you show me that with, with cups and water, how that works? A full yeah, half? sure. Okay. The interesting thing about Resident Evil 2 when it comes to its development is that about, and these numbers may be wrong, but 60 or 70% through the development of the sequel, it was actually reviewed, and then most of what was done was scrapped. There were different characters. It was a different scenario. Uh, Leon was there, and he basically um, remains unchanged as like the rookie cop, boy scout you know, character that he is in Resident Evil 2, but um, I believe her name is Elza Walker instead of Claire, and she's no relation to Chris Redfield, and she just like likes motorcycles and was heading into the city, and I, I, there aren't a lot of details about the story, but they went all the way through, did all this, you know, they did all this work on it, and allegedly, I believe it was the director, just decided that it was too similar to what they had already done, so they scrapped it. And like I said, they took certain things like Leon and brought that in to make a to make the new story, and the game was delayed quite a bit for that, and that's why we got like Resident Evil Director's Cut and, and uh, DualShock Edition, and like those, those things to hold fans over until uh, the game came out in 98. Mm. The big rumor that I had heard where where you were saying it was like too similar to the first game, yeah. supposedly at the end of 1.5 or what they were envisioning, instead of going to, you know how the, you go end up in the facility, the umbrella facility at yeah. the end of 2, you actually end, end up back at the mansion and you find out that that's a facility but you end up at the mansion. They like reuse the assets. And that's where they decided it's too much too similar. Also, another fun fact is that is how they got the idea for the mansion facility in the Resident Evil movie. Yeah, not I, I don't really to, want to talk yeah, about the, the movies. The little clicks. Yeah, fuck the movies. Well, I, I at least kind they're, of they're like, weird. They're, as, as something not tied to Resident Evil, it was cool to see Nemesis in it, but like, and, sec- and Wesker. Okay. I like the second Resident Evil movie, but that is literally the only one in the series I have I any kind it. of attachment to. I like the first one. I thought the first one was pretty good. Oh, it was just such a letdown when you had, like, you played the first couple of Resident Evil games and you're expecting this, like, chronological game and it just, like, yeah, but just when spit. you haven't played the first couple of Resident Evil games and then you see everything, like, when there's, like, the, the train going out at the end of this one, like, and actually, like, oh, so that's where they got the inspiration for the movie from. Yeah, so I, I never played this game, but I saw the movie. So then when I saw that, I'm like, here, here's where it comes in. And they tie Alice to the the games as well. Do they? Yes. Well, okay, they let's... tied the the Red Queen to the games. Is that? Yeah, l- yeah. That's that's kind of how it loosely gets tied in. Okay. Because there's like stuff about the Red Queen and dealing with some human that also had the psychic abilities. Oh, Albert Wesker. Yeah. No, not Wesker. It's referring to Alice. No, but but Wesker. The answer is Wesker. Sure. Um, I think we're getting off. off. Yeah, we are. A little bit. We are getting off. Let's go back to Salamander. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Sal Daddy? Oh, Sally D. We could just call him Salad. Salad. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't know how many um, of our listeners knew that Resident Evil 2 had this very interesting, in my opinion, uh, development cycle where... The game was more than halfway done, and then they scrapped it. And apparently, this is the kind of thing that started to recur within Capcom and with the franchise. It happened with 4. Um, I don't know if it happened with 6 or 5. 
But um, I know it happened with 4 because that's how we got Devil May Cry. That is a recurring theme with the Resident Evil franchise as a whole for the the development cycle. They would constantly... It would either become influenced by another one of their games and they would add something to Resident Evil to, to try it out and see if they liked it. Or they would take something out of Resident Evil, like be it like the location or the zombies or things like that, and that game would then go on to become one of their other franchises. It was a really interesting thing that they did. Like We covered it in the Devil May Cry episode that Devil May Cry was originally a Resident Evil game that they were trying to speed up and then they ended up taking him out or they put Dante in they took Leon out and we got uh so anyway cool little Sorry. fact yeah uh what were you gonna say oh I was gonna say a fun fact that I found no a cool little fact <laughs> all right state your fun fact uh so Sound Shinji Mikami he, he was the director of the first game yep. mm-hmm. uh that was like his little baby you, you saw it was like a very big success so moving on to this game he took a step back to producer and let me get let me get his name real Hideki quick. Hideki Kamiya. Yes. He was the director of this game. Right. Now because Resident Evil franchise was like Shinji Mikami's like baby, he was very hands-on and tried to influence a lot of the direction of this game. And it actually became like a burden with getting this game produced. So I think I somebody had to have had a talk with him, I guess, but he actually had to take a step back and just check up. He he wanted to look at final product on a monthly basis. Like, collectively, what do you have this month? Mm-hmm. Instead of being, like, hands-on on a daily basis, it's like, cool, step back once a month, evaluate the project. Yeah, I, I read that, too, or heard that um, somewhere in the grapevine of the internet. Uh, very similar story about how he had to take that step back. Um, the cool thing about 1.5 is that some dedicated fans have actually taken to... Someone uploaded a early build of the game, and people are trying... Like, hack, modders are trying to, like piece the game back together using the textures that we actually have in Resident Evil 2. So there's this, there's a little community, uh, an underground community, they're trying to like make this game complete. Even though the Resident Evil 2 that we got is, spoilers, fantastic, they're trying to, to resurrect this this 1.5. So maybe someday we'll be able to play it, maybe not. Tom was ill. We good to move on to the story, guys? Yep. Yeah. Let's uh, fucking do it. <laughs> story. Let's start with scenarios played. The Umbrella Corporation. So we decided We decided since there's multiple ways to play this game to divvy it up. Uh, Ralph fucked it up, but... Uh, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to do uh, Claire B. No, sorry. Leon A, Claire B. But instead I did uh, Claire A, Leon B. Basically, I took the canon, uh, the canon route and I wasn't supposed to. Uh, I also did that playthrough. I did Claire A and Leon B. You said that is canon or not canon? Claire A. Leon B. I believe is canon. Okay, I was I was on the same. Oh, I thought you just did Claire A. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then some Leon B. But so I didn't get through all of Leon B. But I played Claire A. Oh, okay. At least. What about Leon C? Ah, well, he's just a C. What about Tofu Survivor? And Clark. <laughs> Leon A and Claire B. You Ooh. followed directions. And I did. I did thing. follow directions. Yes, yes, yes. I freely does. admit, I messed up. Sorry, guys. Clark is going to have a unique perspective when it yeah. comes to the story tonight. No, we, we tried to divvy this up just so we could cover all bases when it comes to the story tonight. And then we fa- failed miserably. You didn't fail. No, I, I, th- we ha- I think we have enough universal... Uh, Hate uh, for exper- this game. No, no, no. <laughs> Hate, yeah. Okay. Saying experience with the, with, with the storyline. Uh... 
man, where do we start here? What, what's a good starting point for the story? So Romeo and Juliet. Claire's a girl. A, Leon's a boy. Go into a city. <laughs> zombies are the animated <laughs> zombie corpses. So this kind of picks up immediately after Resident Evil 1. Two months. Yeah, it's like two months. In, in pers- yeah. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to shoot you down. Time there. is relative. <laughs> Time is a construct. Two months. Pretty much picks up right after Resident <laughs> Evil One. Two months. <laughs> two months after the the mansion incident. How do they put it? No, I think they call it the mansion the, incident. The incident. Yeah. Um, the stars members come back to basically their their desk jobs and try to explain to everybody what happened, and basically no one believes them. But there's some problems along the way, like plot holes. So let's talk about. <laughs> How Claire and Leon decided to drive to the city, and there was not, like, one roadblock, like, there wasn't anything on the news, like, this was just a surprise, hey, full city full of zombies. Wasn't it pretty much, like, in the beginning, at least from, like, Claire's perspective, that she is just in the area, then No, no, she is seeking out her brother. Well, yeah, no, I get that. Redfield. Yeah. And yeah, then, we didn't clarify that. And right. then she becomes accosted by zombies and is told to duck. And then Leon shoots one in the head, which he's really not good at otherwise. We'll get into that, too. Uh, she basically ducks, and then they're in a cop car together, and the giant truck, the the 18-wheeler, like slams into the cop car, and they go their separate ways. And then meet up and then go their separate ways wow, again. I just felt like I relived that FMV in the beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just want to say that <laughs> that FMV, like, I, I I think it's great. Oh, God, I, I really, absolutely. Okay. I really think the glove it's... Are they going to attack by a zombie? It's a gun. It, the zombie you looks just like that. Leon. Like, it, I, does, it looks yeah. identically like to him. <laughs> the same haircut and color and everything. They were like, uh, shit, we got to run this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we're, we're using FMV, FMV on a 32 megabyte fucking system. We got to push it to RAM. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> it's Leon just... <laughs> No, it uh, put a skin on him, make him attack himself. It'll be great, <laughs> and then have him drive into the side of a wall because that's going to help too. Yeah, the whole thing is like a series of unfortunate events that happen in rapid oh! succession. So, like, see what, you did. what what's funny is having seen uh, the cutscene from Claire's perspective and then from Leon, I was always kind of wondering, well, how does Leon get into the city? Oh, he's driving this jeep, and he just like stops the jeep because he sees a corpse out in, in the street, or he sees something in the street and he wants to investigate. But once the zombies show up, he like leaves his jeep altogether, and then they have to like scramble to find the cop car. And I'm just thinking to myself, why didn't you go back to your jeep, dude? That's one hell of a first day, because he even said it. It's my first day on the job. Yeah, there's like a welcome party really? and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. But um, I I just love how they get in the car and she's like, "You're a cop, right?" And it's like, "What the fuck are you?" Like, a- he's dressed like a cop, and we're in a we're in a police vehicle. We're in a, we're in a cop car, and he says, "Open the glove box." And she's like, "There's a gun inside. You better you might take it need with that. you." Yeah, like, and really the the. This is a 20-minute recap of the first three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, right? <laughs> Something about, like, the, the tanker and just the way it comes flying in and, like, the, the, the sound effects that they use and, like, the horn. So what? The zombie attacks. They hit the wall. They hit the lamppost. Zombie flies out. Then the, the tanker comes, blows up, and they get separated. Right. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's pretty ridiculous. 
but awesome at the same time. It is awesome. And I know we mentioned this before, but I think this is one of those games that we need to talk about. FMVs were fucking awesome on PlayStation. And this oh, back is then, like yes. this is like a top tier M or FMV for, for that it generation. Was. Absolutely was. And it was a reward. Whenever you saw a new FMV, you knew you did something right. You knew you were progressing. It was satisfying to, to see that. And yeah. I know that this is like the first whatever, the first couple minutes of the game, but it's very memorable. It stands out, this a- one. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. So from there, the paths diverge, but basically we get to the police station. And the police station to me is like the mansion from the first game. Well, that was like the longest part of the game was yeah. the police station. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. I don't know if maybe the sewer and the facility like together are longer than the police station, but probably not. I think in scenario B, it's l- you're, you spend more time in the facility and the sewers. I was going to say, the, yeah. the police station seems shorter on, on side B. Yeah, well, you're yeah. you're coming yeah. in. Uh, so at least in Claire's, when when uh, you come into the scenario, you're coming in from the roof where the plane where the helicopters oh, crash. Right, yeah. right. So uh, which no, that was Leon's. I think the B scenario is when you're coming in on the. That's or, what he just said. Yeah, that's what I that's just said. Claire saying. B. But no, no, that's no, where I came Leon, in with Leon, Leon B. B. Yeah, they correct. Okay, so they the do same, come yeah. in on the same spot. Yeah. So I think, okay. It's scenario B, basically. Yeah, scenario okay, B. Scenario B. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No matter right. who you are, scenario B, you're going to see the helicopter crash into the building. Okay. Is there differences between Leon B and Claire B other than voice acting? You mean dialogue? Well, obviously, well, Leon doesn't voice Claire, I'll, I'll, and Claire doesn't voice Leon. I'll at least say from Wait. side A, because I didn't realize, because I downloaded it off of uh, the PlayStation Store, and for that game, there's an actual option within... Like, Switch discs. Yeah, exactly. So I started playing through Leon a little bit. I'm like, this isn't right. What the hell is wrong? Like, they take the same paths basically in the beginning. I know there's a little bit of a difference in, like, the items that you find as you go along the way, but pretty much I think the the story path they put you on is pretty much the same thing for the most part. Okay. And B scenario is with Mr. X, correct? Yes. Yes. And yes. that doesn't change. Sorry. Before we get away from the beginning, I wanted to mention one thing. I, I think this is correct. Um, I, please, somebody double check my, my thinking on this. So, you know, let, let's just take a uh, scenario, for example. Mm-hmm. If you play A with Claire, they start in a very specific location. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Leon. It's that same location. Yeah. Now, with the FMV, Leon's driving, Claire's in the passenger seat. Yeah. For them to start in the same location, I think on one scenario, the car hits head on in the FMV. Right. And in the other, the car spins around before hitting the wall. So that that same person would be getting out the same side of the car. I think that's oh, right. I have no idea. Uh, I think that's right, mm, actually. Uh, no, because that it's the same FMV. Because the the zombie still flies out of the the back seat and hits the same exact way. But like the car you mean spins, like when the, the car spins, so the rear hits the pole, not the front. Because I, they have I, to switch who goes where. I, I I challenge you to look it up. I I challenge, okay. sir. Challenge. <laughs> No, I, well, maybe maybe it's the difference with the with the A, but I I'm pretty sure like when I accidentally started playing as Leon like the first time through, it was still where it was it was head on collision like into the pole, and the zombie went out flying out of the front windshield, and then that's where it they basically like still end up on the same side on both points of A. It's an easy solution. 
if you're the if you're the game designer, just right. have the car switch so it changes the perspective of who goes where. But I don't think at that time they were really thinking that people are going to be looking that in depth at how oh, it really? goes. Yeah. Oh, really? So I have a question. Shoot. Oh God. Pop. Um. Pop. So with the different scenarios, they are not canon happen at the same time, right? I think they're supposed to be happening at the same no, time. They, but you're solving puzzles. Okay, yeah. So the game That's play, where it throws yeah. it that's where it like literally when I solved the puzzle uh or not really solved the puzzle, but like when I put the fire out on the helicopter as like the first thing that I did. Right. I was like, okay, so timeline wise by the time Leon would get there, that fire would be out. I As wouldn't have to run around. Yeah, I wouldn't have to run around and put it out. I thought the same with thing. Leon. Right. Well, it's it's pretty much where it doesn't matter which one you're playing as. You still have to put out the fire, whether you're playing A or B. Like when I was playing through, I know, but he's yeah, but with what, B, it's the first thing that you do at the police station. He's saying that the other character wouldn't have had to encounter that fire. Because yeah, the so they wouldn't one. have had to come around. Because the puzzles are the same in the scenarios, and yeah. it doesn't make sense logically if if Claire. Well, this used... one doesn't for B, because you don't have to find the valve. Yeah, you do. Not in B, you don't. Yeah, you do. No, it's right in, there. In B, Claire. Yeah. No, in in B in B Leon, you still have to make it into like uh like the cabin, like the shed. Where the one that's in... Oh, sorry, lot. yes, you have to do that, but still, you, it's the first thing that you do. Yes. It's not the first thing that you do in A, though. Right. It's it's literally like two or three puzzles later. Oh, no, it's I, a lot further in A, but in B, yes, it's right there, but you still have to... Yeah, it's not I, like I it's mean... I think we're arguing okay. the same yeah. point, guys. We're arguing yeah, the same yeah. point. Yeah, what I'm saying is the helicopter is the first thing that you do in scenario B. Yeah. So it can't take place at the same time as scenario A. I think we should get past this yeah, whole guys. <laughs> what what I'd really like to just say to button this this thing up is I think they really were striving for it to feel like they were happening at the same time but they didn't want to do two sets of puzzles for for the campaign. So in Claire you you use the lighter to get the jewel out of the out of the the painting. Right. And to me I was like okay, well why would Leon have to do that if Claire already got it? It it doesn't make sense, but the puzzles are the same. So, yeah, like the jewels are in the same place for yes. both of them, yes. things like that. They had the sa- they had to stick to the puzzles that they had created and they're alluding to them happening at the same time and we are seeing the flaws in it. I yes, that's, that's what I'm, that's Wait. what I'm saying. I, I actually would have preferred different puzzles. And there were there were I think there were opportunities for them to reconfigure them. There, there were a couple um, with Leon's. Didn't you have to find like the chess pieces to get yes. in that one? Yeah, door? the plugs. There, that's not on Claire at all. No, the, true. The plugs, right? Yeah. So like, like they, if they kept going that route, they could have done a perfect system where. But but the thing is, you don't go in that area at all with Claire. That's true. You bypass that entire area because you're in the sewers with Sherry at that point. Yeah. You're already in the sewers in, in scenario B at that point. So so like there are a few things that they could have done differently, like I like It's not airtight. Know. Yeah, it's not it's not airtight. So that's why I was just curious, like, how do you guys how does that make you feel that there is the displacement I, there? I think it's definitely forgivable. Like 
I, I see what they were going for. Like, it doesn't have to be a perfect system. I you, I can't think of many games that tried to do a system like this. No, where, and you I mean, take it with a grain of salt for the time that this game came out. I think that's that's yeah, a little. I bit mean, of a I'm not too. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I'm not like judging it based on this. No, I'm just, I know you're not. I'm just saying, it, like, but you saw the logic. I, feel I saw. It. I saw the logic flaw. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's that's the way I I felt about it. To answer your question, where I take it with a grain of salt, where I realize it's like, yes, it would be great if they actually met, like, on you know, uh, a chronological, you know, like parallel between the two of them, like at the same time. But that's not the way the game worked what you really needed clark was just a zombie to come up and like accidentally strike the fuel and the fire to come back up after you've after you've put the fire out on the <laughs> so that when clara no, comes it, around it was all right it's, it's it's not even that like <laughs> it, i don't know they there there could have been different writing to maybe leave things in places Let, let's fast forward a little bit I, I i will say this though as soon as i noticed it it took me out of the okay. like immersion, all right, yep. and and I started to gamify my my B playthrough a little more, if okay. that makes sense. It, it took me out of the like the the story and the suspense part of the game. And then you were just playing a game, yeah, because I was like I was like okay, this is going to be completely different, and it's not the same time, and I don't know if they're going to. Act, I, I felt I felt after that I was looking for inconsistencies, and there are inconsistencies with like the story even. Between scenario A and scenario B, so like Mister X breaks through the wall at one point, and yeah, you never that see wall. that with Leon, Leon, and uh, Leon, Leon, <laughs> Leon. But yeah, game. like you never see Mister X with Leon, um, Annette. The whole thing with Annette, like she's like pretty hot on Leon's tail in A or in A scenario. She's pretty hot. She like stays Whoever on you, it is. yeah, but. In in B, she has this whole separate thing where, and it's happening roughly at the same time. So it's like it's this weird like. I mean, you could say the same thing about Ada, just reverse too. Like she's a big part of Leon's storyline, but do you even see her? And on, on Claire's path, Claire, no. yeah, she throws you the rocket launcher. That's about the <laughs> only uh, Claire A. You don't see her at all. Yeah, Claire A. You don't see her at all at all because yeah. you don't. Do that fight with with Claire. Wait, so Ada's not a part of Claire A at all? No, no. you do Never stuff with Sherry, her. right? Yeah, there. Sherry is a a very intricate part of Claire A. So and she's an intricate part of Claire B. Hmm. Ada is. Ada is. No, Sherry. Sherry. Oh yeah, no, Sherry is with Claire A. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, like the Claire storyline has Sherry as like an integral part of it. Yeah, and I think Leon. Again, Ada is that same relationship. Well, it's a little different. But in <laughs> but in, in Claire A, you don't see Ada at all. So, speaking of Annette, so so uh, hold on, hold on. I just want to throw this out there. Then maybe the maybe the reason that they picked the the version you guys played as canon is because mine is broken in certain places. You guys seem so. So this is all I'm saying. All three of you seem like you don't see the the breaks and big plot holes that I do. So it might be the reason that your guys playthrough was canon and mine was not. Well, I'm going to respectfully say that I'm not sure. That's we we accurate. can we can get more in when it comes to the the plot holes in the story as we we come across them. I thought it was that Mr. X is what's not canon. 
Where are you referring to Mr. X? Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. Mr. X is in Leon B. Scratch that. Yeah, he's only in B scenarios. Yeah. Right. And that's the guy who, like, crushes in that they launch basically out of the helicopter. <laughs> they drop him. Yeah. It's tyrant. Okay. That, yeah. 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 yeah just in tyrant. a trench coat. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's Not just, forever. Just so we get that straight. Type t- what is he's a T-103. I fucking don't know. <laughs> Cyberdyne Systems Model 101. <laughs> uh, okay, so what, what I was trying to get to, so fast-forwarding a little bit, you're at the sewers. Um, you get two different cutscenes there, one with Leon, one with Claire, depending on um, who you're playing. So at the end of Claire's video, you see the rats like eating the G-virus that oh, was right. spilled yeah. in the sewer, and then the, they're walking away, and they're alluding to them spreading the virus. Immediately after that cutscene ends, Claire says... So these rats are the carriers. And I was like, did you just watch that cutscene too? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a little weird. Well, like, Sherry, not Sherry, um, Annette's explaining. The yeah, no, scene, I know. It right? just, it, yeah. that was like the first line right out of that FMB. Wait, and that was, that was in A? Yeah. Claire A, yeah. That's not in Leon A. No, Leon A, um, they show the video where, I think William goes nuts and yeah, kills, and kills a bunch of people. Yeah, well, they show that in Claire A too. There's different videos. A- I remember after there he was, injected himself. There, there was yeah, there was something different because I remember something different being about those scenes at that point in the game. Well, I'll at least like post to Clark because basically there's the FMV where like Bergen the, goes nuts and kills yeah, everyone that's in Hunk's group. Yeah, there there's like the security guys that are coming in, and then they basically corner, uh, William was it Birkin Birkin, yeah. and uh, he gets like shot or whatever, and then he ejects himself with the virus, and then he mutates, and then basically goes on a rampage through the sewers, killing everybody. Right. I mean that's that's pretty much what we saw. Like, so I guess in uh, Claire B, they. No, I'm sorry. In Leon A, they just don't allude to rats spreading the G virus. No, Is that right? Okay. No, oh. they did. I think. I think what, he mentions. I think Annette mentions it. What I think. Okay, so in that FMV, it doesn't it show two of the guys getting killed. Yes. But there was four in that group total. I think yeah. One FMV shows two of them getting killed, and the other FMV shows the other two getting killed. Yeah. Now, only one of those pairs had the case of the G virus that were trying to escape. Claire right. A showed all four. <clears throat> right, and Leon A only showed two. Mm. Okay. Weird, but... So that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying, like, I, I think there's more plot holes in the A in Leon A, Claire B... And I think that's why they went with the can because they didn't like announce it's, before it's the possible. game came out. They were like, "Oh, this is canon. This one isn't. This is just for funsies." Like that's why I'm saying. Like I, I feel like I played. I'm not going to say a subpar game. I saw plot holes, and as soon as I started seeing the plot holes, and I didn't see them until the B. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I started playing B, I started seeing these weird things, and I was like, I it, it just took me out of the the story, and I. I it, it it made me feel a type of way about the game where I was like, okay, so what alternate reality are we in now? <laughs> like, that's kind of how I approached B as like an alternate timeline, not on the same timeline like the events are happening with while Leon's going through A. That's how I started to view it. Okay. That's completely valid. Let's talk about all that. Okay, so th- let's talk about the corruption in the police station. Oh, okay. Um, so... Star's Bravo team, 
what remains of it. Um, you still have Barry, Chris, um, Jill, Jill, Rebecca Chambers. Re- no, Re- she's Alpha. Sorry. Well, Rebecca's part of the like the team that survived Resident Evil One, and Brad Vickers. Oh, okay. The helicopter pilot. Mm. Um, Does so he though? They're they're being watched. Like you can read this through some of the documents. They are, are being watched. All of their investigations are to be like uh, misinformed and delayed and halted, and, like just put a, like a hindrance on this group while they're still trying to do more research. While Umbrella is still trying to proceed with with their research. Yeah, because uh, Umbrella has the chief in their back pocket, and you can even find that like when it gets down to um, what is it the uh, the sewer manager like when they're saying like oh, oh yeah. they're they're going to be transporting this and that and this person is supposed to be um protected and you know no one's supposed to be questioned and the chief comes around is only supposed to come around like once a month and then he starts coming around more frequently to make sure that things are going the way they're supposed to go Right, and Birkin gets exclusive access like on yeah. every ninth and 19th day of the month yeah, or something exactly. like that. I remember <laughs> reading reading in the uh the memo uh, no, it was this, this is actually pretty funny. There was a one memo about talking about killing somebody just to kind of get them out of the picture. And they're like, we have deposited $5,000 into your account. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> like, no, that was the... Like, committing, like, first-degree murder for $5,000 does was, not seem worth it. I remember that like letter. Average used Mail car. to the chief. Mail to the chief. That was Umbrella sending letters to the chief about it. Yeah. And then saying, it's like, oh, you've taken care of this. We put $10,000 in this specific bank account. And it's even crazy. Like, when you start reading some of his letters, it's like his journal or whatever else where he basically starts hunting down, like, people on the force and, like, the mayor's daughter. It's like, I just yeah, let her go because she thought she was going to survive. And then I got to kill her and put her into whatever... Uh, position I wanted to because he is like a fanatic of taxidermy so he's like I get to preserve this specimen it's like this guy's a fucking freak let's God let's damn. talk about him for a second Irons. So, the police chief, chief Irons literally in the police station not only does he have like what six or seven taxidermied animals a including a tiger yeah he's got like a dungeon he's got like a torture rack down yeah. the hall yeah. With like saws and straps and the whole thing at yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, everything also, was secretive. Also, to get to his fucking office, you had to open like a fucking hidden wall. So <laughs> the dude's a fucking creep. You had to blow it up so, so you can get down. And it's like, oh, there's a fucking office down here behind a flaming helicopter. Okay. Didn't I, Mr. X pop out like right near his office too? Like, how did you not find him? I like um, the A scenario. What happens to him? He's not in the A scenario. Uh, for, for Claire, for, for, for Leon, he's for, not. For Claire A, um, Birkin basically sticks one of his grubs in his mouth, and he like, and it like goes down in him. And then uh, when Claire comes down, he like he confronts Claire, and like halfway through the conversation, he like splits open, and this like bug pops out. Oh yeah, do you it, fight it? It's yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not like fight. he splits open like aliens from the chest. Like it's like diagonal. There's like up from here. Like yeah, no. Like, he's just like cut and then. Blitz. So that happens to Ada's. Uh, no, the reporter that she's looking for. Really? Yes. 
in in Leon A. Okay, in Leon B. Where he does that happen? Swiped by though? Birkin, and he's all bloody. Oh yeah, the reporter in the jail cell. Yeah, yep. the reporter in the jail yeah. cell. He gets the grub, and oh. in in uh in Claire B. Birkin pulls irons into this sewer pit, and then just like the the lid sits on top of the sewer pit, and then all of a sudden, just like torso comes up. Oh, nice! With, no with his shit. head that attached, awesome. and he's just like covered in blood. Because on, that, but... I think, like in the little like where you're talking about like the sewer pit, like is that kind of like in the taxidermy dungeon, basically? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that's where he dies, and then. That's where uh, Birkin already goes down, like underneath, and that's where like one of his like embryo spawns comes out, and you have to climb down the ladder, and that's your first that's your boss, boss fight. fight. Did you fight Birkin there under the dungeon, under the torture rack? You'll end up or did you fight a boss? Others. It was basically like a giant like metal. It was like a hallway, walkway. I guess is the best way to put it. Is it where in the A scenario you fight the alligator? No, no. way before that. I forget. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember it being a very hard boss fight. It was like a no. couple grenade launcher. It's, so, like, it's like the Oh, moth. no, yeah. Grenade launcher like took care of pretty much most of them. Oh, but it does have the unique thing where the little... It has like little babies The little that come embryos out and, that and, come like, out. And it's like, you, yeah. You like, oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's, it's that weird leech thing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Where it, like, it would like send out like its little... like spore babies and they could like jump up on you while you're trying to fight the actual boss so itself. The, MBO, the leech is in A scenario. The leech is not in B scenario. Hmm. Hmm. Same with the alligator. It was in A scenario for me. Yeah. He was yeah. not in B scenario. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We, uh, we had the alligator too. When you're going down after uh, Sherry falls into basically like the, the garbage pit and you have to go around and open the doors and then all of a sudden it's like mutant alligator. Yep. And then you run back and you can see button, it lurking so it in can, the water. Like, grab onto the um, the pressure cylinder, and then you shoot the cylinder, and it fucking blows into nothingness. I feel like we're mixing gameplay in, yeah, a little, a decent a little bit. This. But I mean, it's uh, still sorry, part of the story, I guess. All right, so let, let, let's talk about something else then. So Ada and John, also referenced in Resident Evil One, I remember. So John worked, if I'm not mistaken, in Umbrella, yeah, as a scientist. Ada was dating him to try to get information. Like he thought it was a legit relationship. But she but was she's just working pumping f- him for information. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So oh, who does him. she work for? Does is that ever clarified? Uh, Albert Wesker. Really? <laughs> that, I don't. I don't, I don't ever. Know. Like, like I almost, <laughs> I almost believe you when you say that. But. Or Harry, is that ever she, clarified? So, oh. So Ada. <laughs> no. <laughs> is like is like a quadruple agent. <laughs> so what are you, triple way agent? Above. <laughs> yeah. So she works for stars eventually. But we're talking now in this game. So right now she's she, a freelancer now. She only no, she she works for her weird shadow company that that hasn't been revealed yet. And Wesker. The Poncho Corporation. Not Umbrella, like Umbrella, no, <laughs> not god. Umbrella though. She she works for it's Wesker terrible. as a spot. Oh my god, I was kidding. She actually does work for Wesker. Yeah, Wesker, Poncho. Are you sure about that? I'm fairly certain. Somebody pull up the wiki. I'm I'm doing it now. Oh, okay, I I do want to say that 
it did not slip by me that Annette explains that Birkin can only put his embryos in his daughter so that they won't reject. And that is fucking weird. It's man. genetic. Yeah, I know. But I thought what what's weird is I thought that like in terms of nature when you when you recognize the same cells in another being that like it, it has the opposite effect. Yes. Like it naturally forces you to not We're talking basically about the be incestuous. Virus. Yeah, I know. It's not it's not incestuous. You're just implanting embryos into something that has the same DNA as you. Let's just say that I think it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's pretty weird. Right. However you look at it, right? Like why is he not try- uh that's why. No, what? I was going to say why is he trying to put him in his wife, but then I would think of it more like this. this is different. Let let's say you needed an implant. You have you to have f- to get a kidney from someone with a similar yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I would think of it more like that not a more of a, like, except you're a mutant rage monster and you're putting <laughs> your embryos in your twelve year old daughter <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil two <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then it cuts to the the widening eye <laughs> um, there's your story Leon's a Boy Scout Claire's a babysitter the, yeah, I'm good on story. To be honest. Well, wait a minute. I mean, Leon and Leon basically falls head over heels in love with Ada, and she's just like stringing him along to get whatever. No, she kind of has a thing for him, too, though. We also need to talk about the giant fucking uh, vagina tentacle monster at the end of the game. Uh, Are you talking about when you're like climbing up the ladder at the facility? No, I think he's talking talking about about on the train train at the end with the the end boss. Yeah. Oh yeah, the <laughs> giant pussy with teeth. Oh After you shoot it a couple times, then it's just like, <laughs> oh my god! This actually, is that is not the only vagina in this game. Yeah, that's an excellent. <laughs> yeah, I would assume Claire and Ada. And... No, I'm talking about a plant, like artwork in the background. That's a fucking vagina. Oh, let I me... must have missed that. Oh, I'm gonna fucking show you. But this is a this Are is you a good time when you climb down the giant hard as a rock. No, not that. He just he just said that like 30 seconds ago. Uh, okay, all right. So to clarify about Ada, I would like to clarify this. Right. She works for a rival company that rivals Umbrella. The Poncho Corporation. Stop. Yes. But no, but for right. real, she, she works for the shadow company that is a rival to Umbrella. Poncho. The one that Wesker ends up taking over oh, wow. later on. So she works for Wesker as well. Okay. So let's, let's see what so, images pop up. So, on my like phone. I said, oh my god, you resident <laughs> plant evil vagina. plant vagina, resident <laughs> evil vagina, said, vagina oh no. plants in Resident Evil Two. Um, <laughs> here, this is a sketchy picture, but you're uh, so you're... when you're on that ladder, right? Yeah, you got that thing that was on the wall. Oh yeah, oh yeah, see, oh yeah. You can see the vulva. Wait, oh, yeah. over here. Stop saying vulva, dude. Stop touching your phone like that. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's a bad picture, but no, you're oh, good. it's there. That's the exact scene I was talking about. You were talking about the train. Ladder. No, the giant ladder, because that's like the tallest ladder in the entire game. That's a fucking kid. Get the fuck out of here. I thought it was going to be another plant monster you had to defeat. I never like, said the, the word game. train. Oh, here we go. Except that I ran on your mom. So I do want to say that in terms of the story, I feel like they do take inspiration from the thing a little bit with Birkin. And how he's oh, constantly, yeah. he's. I mean, he's not he's not imitating anybody, but like when, when the thing is either trying to take someone over or in the middle of it, and there's just, like, a big thing with tentacles and teeth and, like, a big mess of bioorganic whatever's fleshy nonsense. I, I, I sort of see that 
the thing 1982 john carpenter like big influence for his for his design and i know that it's not really story but the way that he's constantly evolving i thought it was very interesting in the story which to me like mr x and birkin in the b scenario i felt like it was a little crowded like either give give me birkin as the villain who's stalking you through the game or give me mr x don't give me both because if I wasn't paying attention, I probably would have been confused, thinking that there was the same thing. And just sometimes he wears a trench coat, and sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, at least for me, because I didn't get through B, like, do they explain, like, what Mr. X is, who he is? He's a tyrant. It, I, I mean, it's. I, I kind of assume that because he it kind of, like, looked the you same. You see him at like, the end. Th- he falls into, like, molten steel just like the T-1000 in Terminator 2, and then he pops up, and he's a full-fledged uh, tyrant. tyrant. If nothing else gave it away, the exact rocket scene that was in Resident Evil 1 plays in Resident Evil 2. Game over. Really? When you shoot the missile, and then it's like... Yeah, yeah, it does. It so does, and it's and then he blows up in a million what is, pieces. What does what does Leon die. say? He says game over. Does he? Does he? Is that yeah. when he says game over? Yeah, I think because so. Claire says you lose, big guy. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, so bad. It was so bad. That's I was like terrible. sitting there, like, well, that's gonna be a note. <laughs> Leon. Oh, that's a, that's really bad. Yeah. You lose, big guy. Like she says it exactly like that. <laughs> the voice acting in this. We'll get there. I know. I know. <laughs> we got to get through gameplay. We We're need to get through story. story. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I, I'm actually good on story. I'm good on story too. I'm with you on that. There's one little thing I wanted to say that I was. Of always, course, hold Ralph. on. Hold on. I was. I was, I was always curious how they tied the two scenarios together and how it worked gameplay wise. So when I completed a and it basically turned my game save into b and then you you start it it gives you a little like mini cutscene, not like the full-fledged uh fmv but just like a, a little mini cutscene explaining that everything's happening at the same time and now yeah. there's the other scenario and i i liked that transition and the way that it works there's but... something that annoyed me about that this is kind of more gameplay but uh we're, we're on the topic that's fine we can get through it when, when you beat a it automatically saves for b and uh, let, let's say you, you finish with leon b you would think to get all the scenarios, it would then save to Leon A to play through the full cycle. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then it goes back to Claire A again. Oh, really? So you would literally have to start new game. So did keeps they the, know keeps that the storylines closed. Yeah, I guess so. Let, let's let's talk gameplay, guys. Gameplay. Oh, wait, hold on. The last thing about story is everyone makes it through, and it's just a happy ending. They all walk off into the sunset, and there's no more zombies ever. Pretty much the way that... Umbrella is defeated. They never pop up again. Yeah, never once. Nothing. Everything's burned to the ground in Raccoon City. I don't know what they showed for Leon A, but there was Claire and Sherry hanging out by a motorcycle, and that was pretty much the end. Hold on. Didn't they drop a nuke at the end of Resident Evil 1? 3. It's Resident Evil 3? Yeah, 3 is when they drop a nuke. They destroy Raccoon City in in 3. Yeah, to kill because actually, fun, we'll get to this, but three happens at the same time as two. The timelines—they're all screwed up. You're playing as Jill in Raccoon City while the events are going. It's crazy. Oh. so there's Birkin, Mister X, and the Tyrant all in and around the Raccoon City police station. Well, Nemesis. Sorry, what did I say? Tyrant. Yeah. Nemesis. Thank you. It's yeah. all happening once because oh. he is different. A little bit. Oh yeah. Kind of. totally, totally he different. is the worst of the three. <laughs> 
Would you say he's like your nemesis? Oh! Whoa! Whoa. All right. On that note, now we are moving on to uh, game <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil 3. Gameplay. Stars. Stars. Gameplay. Tank controls. I don't mind it. It feels like a... It, it feels just like an upgraded Resident Evil 1 game, to be completely honest. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I it, it always takes me a good half an hour to get readjusted to tank controls. So for me, my first playthrough, I died twice before I got to my first save. <laughs> like, just because I, oh. I was like, okay, I'm going to run. Also, I played it on the Vita. But I, like, ran past and just got mauled. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, trying to do a turn. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not moving and turning at the same time. Just bleh, One or the other. Yeah. Were you trying to do the Brad Vickers run? Where if you if you get there, if you get to the police station without um, picking up any items, I think, and under a certain time, Brad, Brad Vickers will be there as a zombie. And if you kill him, you get a special key. And then you can get an alternate costume. No, I didn't. Okay, I just wasn't sure because you yeah. said that you you were just dodging. But I guess that's what you do in the beginning anyway. You that's what you want to do. You don't want to use all your ammo. Yeah, right. Yeah, because that that first part is like an ammo sink for no payoff. Yeah. 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 Let, let's just talk about some of the guns. I guess that, that's a big attribute of this game. So the, you really get completely different guns minus the handgun. Actually, the handgun is even different yep. between the characters. Yeah, Leon's pistol you can hold eighteen rounds, and Claire's I think is thirteen. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think Claire's can get the upgraded handgun parts. Where well, Leon's you don't you don't count. find them in her run, right? No. I don't believe so. Yeah, no. a, a, a scenario. You no, don't. You don't, no. you don't get Ada's Ada's gun. Like, well, you played Claire, Claire A. a. Through Claire I a did, anyway. and in in the A scenario, I didn't get any upgrades. Right, I don't think Claire gets upgrades unless it's for the Magnum. Actually, I don't think she gets any upgrades. She no, doesn't okay. get anything. It's basically okay. you just find different guns. I think with her, her bread and butter is really the grenade launcher. Absolutely, True. Yeah. yeah. That and when you find the submachine gun, that can definitely help out. That is not exclusive to one character. That's a choice. Yeah, know? that's a choice that you get. Oh, well, you don't get it for both. That's a choice that I took for her, and I'm glad I did because that handgun's a pain in the dick. Same here. I took the machine gun as well, but um, you get additional the additional slots if you then played Leon B and got to that point. You would get to, you'd get whatever you didn't pick. Uh, nope, nope. Well, you don't, you, could... well, you don't have to pick up either. I saved both for my B playthrough. Oh. I gave them the extra space and the machine gun. Oh, See, okay, cool. when I was playing through, because I was hoping I was going to get through both, because I knew there was, um, at least at that point, it was like you could pick either both the machine gun and the side pack, or whichever one you didn't take was going to be available through the next playthrough. So I only took the machine gun, and I left the side pack. You just took both. I should have. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Um, <laughs> hey. I, I was watching a, an interesting video, and they were saying that... The Earth's rotation is off a little bit. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no. They, were, they were saying that Le by choosing Leon for your A playthrough, you make the game harder. Yes. Play playing as Leon A is harder than Claire A, and Claire B is harder than Leon B. See, I thought that I, I think Claire A was the hardest scenario I thought I read somewhere. I, no, I she would has have more slots and takes less damage. I, I would have assumed Claire B would be the hardest scenario out of the four. Claire B is the hardest? Okay. 
Because her guns suck in comparison to Leon's. Yes, and you have to deal with a lot more enemies. Yes. In, in Mr. X and Kirby. Birkin. Yeah. Yes. Right. And she doesn't have, like, the, the firepower that Leon gets towards the end. Like, once he gets the Magnum, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, yeah, nothing can stand to you. And especially once you get the, the parts. The Magnum. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, once you get the parts for the Magnum. Extended barrel. Well, somehow you get parts for it, and it goes from being a magazine to a fucking six-shooter. Like a... What? Yeah, seriously. The upgraded parts turns it from a regular Magnum to a fucking, like, Raging Bull type of gun. Oh, my God. I don't remember that. Mine was an automatic. It's, it's revolver. Yeah, but it's revolver style. In the in the it, like okay, so it's not the actual weapon itself, but like the the item icon is a revolver style. Well, I, at least I know like through Claire Eight, I think it's somewhere like closer in the beginning. If you do something, you can get like a a special action cult. That's for the her. Brad Vickers deal. Oh, so okay. if you if you get there, kill Brad Vickers and get his key, you get an outfit and you get like a cult peacemaker. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but you only get six shots for it, I think. Is that right, Harry? Did you ever done it? No, what? Are you chasing Brad in the beginning of the game? Okay, or so if he's like down in the one hallway outside the police station, if you don't pick up any items and get there in a certain amount of time, he's there as a zombie. If you then kill him and loot his corpse, you get this key, and it's the key that, um, the dark room, there's there's a cl- there's two, like, closets in the dark room that you need a special key for. Yeah, for, the, like, the lockers in there. Right. That's where you get a different, a different outfit and the weapon. Do you know why he would be there as a zombie? Because of Nemesis. Yes. <laughs> he puts his tentacle through his face. Yeah. Some of the other guns she gets, so the crossbow... Do not like the amount of ammo it, it pisses away. Like oh, the bow oh, because it shoots yeah. multiple at it once. It shoots right? three yeah. at once. Yeah, but like two of them go out the side. Like it's it's insane. Wait so, till you're surrounded. Oh, I know you have to, but like that's like your first big gun to try to take on liquors, which are show up early in the game. Yeah, and actually, to this day, I still cannot not take damage from liquors. I feel like every time I shoot them. They get at least one hit in before I can kill them. I was, I was juking them here and there. I was, I was good by. with Leon. Uh, with Claire, it was an issue until I got the grenade launcher. But with the fact that the grenade launcher is her best weapon, I didn't know when Mr. X was going to come out. So what I did was I played through Leon A with a guide. And then I played through most of Claire with a with a non-spoiler guide. Oh, nice. And I didn't know when Mr. X was coming. So they were just like, oh, go to this room, go to this room. They didn't tell you how to manage your items. I got caught with my fucking pants down the one time. (laughs) It's it's like you you pretty much you come out of the one save room and he just kind of comes around the corner. He's wearing like hot shorts or something. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. Uh, Like he just like comes around the corner. Just like I'm like, oh, did you fight him every time? Yeah, I downed him every time. I, I, I would go back and, and down him with the uh, grenade launcher. As soon as I got the grenade launcher, I was like, all right. I never did. I always ran away from him. Oh, dude. It, it's like three or four shots with the grenade launcher. And and you down him, and he always has an item. It's always ammo. Like, oh, really? It's, it's usually... So you can down him with the grenade launcher, and 
you in four shots and he'll have eight shots of a specialized ammo for the grenade Son launcher. Of a bitch. Oh, so like uh flame rounds or acid rounds? Yeah. Usually it's acid rounds and they're like mm. the best rounds in the game. I love acid rounds. Acid is great. Speaking of acid, those uh. fucking spiders in the sewer. Oh, I ran past them. Fuck that. Yeah, I never I never fought any of the spiders or like the little uh leeches. Because those, those fucking almost killed me once, and I was like, ah, fuck this. Because they just swarm. And fuck bees. <laughs> They're not in this game. I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck bees! Bees! There's I, fucking bees! <laughs> I really liked the upgrades in uh, in my Leon playthrough. I liked getting the shotgun and then upgrading it and just blowing zombies' heads off, same as you would in, in any Resident Evil game for the PlayStation. Just pointing it up in the air and boom. Done. And getting a couple multiples every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It, it sounded a lot better once you put those parts on as well. Oh, yeah. I missed the shotgun a lot in Claire B. Yeah, the the bolt gun is no and None of her guns are good. She, back, wh- when you play with her again in uh, Code Veronica, she gets the, the crossbow again. But they at least give you the option to upgrade the bolts to, like, flame round bolts. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's neat. Flame bolts, flame bones. But yeah, this game that that weapon sucks so much. I got so the only reason I used it is because I haven't, I didn't come across anything better yet, and I was tired of sinking like six, seven shots into a fucking zombie just to get it down. Like the the bow gun was what saved me from liquors a couple times until I got the grenade launcher, and then after that it was just a couple shots and done. Ada's pistol's cool. She has a good pistol. Well, it doesn't it like fire faster, carries more damage too on top it, of it. It has lots of da- so so essentially it looks like Claire's gun, but it does like almost double damage and you can down a zombie in three or four shots. Hmm. I don't think I noticed. That that would have come in handy. And, I like her uh oh go ahead. Sorry, and uh Leon when he gets the upgrades for the pistol, I love that. The the sa- because it comes becomes the samurai edge pretty much. I didn't have enough ammo to really enjoy it. Oh, I I like. Oh, what hoarded? You mean Le- Leon's? Leon's. Oh, yeah. the automatic. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I felt like I was wasting ammo using it. Just I mean, like like to take down one still... zombie, you're just like using a lot of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it was it was a lot better than the base though. The yeah, base I mean, I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> Once I got those though, I think I was using the um one of the percentage weapons. Like the submachine gun, where Got you it. get a percentage of ammo. I yeah. did not like. I thought the submachine gun took more ammo than like the pistol to take down a it, regular it zombie. Kind of mm. did, where yeah. you had to like fire off like fifteen rounds into the thing to down it, and it took more percentage. Like I, I found when like it, earlier, like it didn't seem to really take too much, but as I started getting later into the game and using the machine gun more it felt like i was blowing through a lot more ammo even though granted yeah there's more enemies and stuff at the end but like just to take one down it felt like that the that percentage dropped so much more rapidly than it was before because i pretty much kept it above 60 percent until i started getting like basically into the laboratory i guess is a, a good spot well could that be because the enemies were becoming harder and we didn't realize? Yeah, kind of. But I mean, even some of them, like, I would use the submachine gun sparingly more on, like, actual zombies rather than, like, the plant 
monsters or liquors yeah. you know it's like for those that i just i just pulled out the grenade launcher and just saved myself a lot of hassle but it just felt like that it started like blowing through it really quick uh talking about the lab real quick did you guys do the the secret room where you need both thumbprints to get into i put my one thumbprint in and set it up for the second one but never got to the second thumbprint i think i did yeah, sure. You have to do it on on Claire's and Leon's to get into the one. Yeah, round. what do you what do you get when you get inside? There's just ammunition. Like, Magnum I think, rounds. I think there was for uh, since I did Leon B. I think I found maybe one thing of Magnum rounds and like two clips of the machine gun. Okay, but that's that's really it. Like I thought there would be like a, a unique one of a kind weapon or like something insane in that room. And maybe it's different for Claire B's since she doesn't have the Magnum. Like, why right. would that be there? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Did you get in? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I missed that. I did, however, um, I thought this was really cool, and it is gameplay. Um, did anyone ever search Wesker's deck? Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Whoa. <laughs> desk. Hey. Uh, Found some HPV. A bunch. I know about this. Wait, isn't that the one where if you search it so many times, you get film? 50 times, you get film. You get fil- yeah. You develop the film. It's Sherry Birkin in a swimsuit. I thought it was Rebecca Chambers. Oh, it might have been Rebecca Chambers. It shows shows a 10-year-old in a swimsuit? What the (laughs) fuck, Japan? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Chambers in a swimsuit. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, God, dude. Yeah, it's really weird. You have to search his desk 50 times? 50 times. That's insane. I don't know how someone found that. They must have been sitting there like, oh, I'm just going to. They just checked everything 50 times in the game. You know, yeah, I bet you there's some secret where if I click on everything 50 times. Maybe. I don't know. That sounds like an internal thing. And maybe somebody leaked. Oh, an Could internal be. leak? That yeah. Like they should see a doctor. Boss fights? I think the teeth thing at the, the end of the A scenario is memorable. The the thing, it's it's William Burke in it first, and then he turns into like the dog with just a head of teeth. Yeah, he's got four. Oh, yeah, yeah. that fours. was the that was the second time, or that was the third time that I died doing it at all. I didn't die at all with Claire really, but Leon for some reason I was still getting used to the controls. Like once I got Claire though, I was like just snappy with him and yeah, wasn't having issues. It's, I had no problems with like any bosses. It's like that. No, I was just saying that was a memorable boss. Not yeah. that it was like incredibly difficult or anything. Yeah, no, but, no, no. But when I think of Resident Evil Two, that that is the boss fight I think of. I mm-hmm. think of the um the elevator like tram where Birkin Birkin drops down and then you're on that platform that oh, you where can't he, you can't go all the way around and you have to fight him off. Where it's like, like lowering like into he throws the, uh, the pipe at you and you're like, What yep. the fuck is that? Oh, you're on top of that cart. <laughs> Oh shit! Or so he... William Birkin loves to throw pipes at people. Oh yeah, yeah he, he does. does. <laughs> he does it all the fucking time. He's walking around with one for the whole time. Like when you first get down into like the sewers, it's like uh, at least for like Claire A, you're sitting down, you're like in the sewer water with Sherry, and then you look up and he's just walking around with his fucking pipe. It's like what? He lays a lot of pipe. <sighs> yeah, no, no, he definitely lays a lot lays of the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I, I gotta say, I I didn't like. There's a lot of items that are not visible. Like, yeah, there's no shine to them. There's no shine to them. They're not even, some of them aren't even in the environment. Like, you just have to click on the, the background and boom, up pops an item. Oh, you yes. mean like the flare thing? 
where you you get out of the train and you don't see anything and you can like use your lighter to well yeah but no yeah, that, that that's kind of like a secret thing i'm okay. talking about like boom i click on that chair in the corner oh i picked up ammo oh and it yeah. wasn't you, visible but it was not visible right like, it's just literally an invisible item that you pick up i think that's kind of bullshit especially yeah, for okay. something like grenade rounds or like the flame rounds whatever it is because usually they're they stand out they're pretty prominent in the environment but a lot of times like you're just over it's like oh look at this rusty barrel i just i just found ammunition for my handgun like what the fuck like it's you can't see it yeah and we're not talking about like it's hidden behind the desk and you get rewarded for being curious it's like you just it's not there, like, but if you hit X, you pick up handgun. Yeah, ammo. like out in the open. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think right. that's wonky. I'm not a huge fan of it no. personally. And that that becomes it comes down to a memorization thing or an accidental pickup thing where like I remember on like because I knew certain things to click on to pick up ammunition just because I've played this game so many times. I mean, but also like in for like myself, I'm one of those people where I pretty much just like kind of get like the whole perimeter and I'll just like run around like holding down square to run and I'll just like hold down square and kind of like flip down on X just to see like if something's there. Half the time it's like, oh, I looked at this thing. It's nothing useful. And then eventually like he keeps picking up, but that's just kind of like my play style, which kind of follows through for like any type of like open world. I'm going to search everything because there's bound to be an item. It's just I'm limited with space with items in this game and that just I don't know that just got annoying to me too. I don't like being I don't like being put in the corner. Nobody puts Steven in the corner. God damn it. Um so something Oy. else that kind of bothered me. So when you were playing as Claire and Sherry had to follow you. If you got oh, too God. far away. Here we go. You know yep. what I'm talking about. Yep. yep. You get too far away, she just stops and just like crouches down. Like she's lost because you're fifteen feet away from her. She and drank you too advance. much sewer water. She's peeing every five minutes. Although I oh. okay, wow. <laughs> that's a, that's a theory. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like she must have an extreme form of uh, nearsightedness because yeah, you you take like two steps away from her and she just like crouches. All right. So also another thing that was interesting, um, since you guys didn't play through the A scenario with Leon and didn't have really any interaction with Ada in the in the Leon scenario, there's a whole point part where um you know the uh like the sky tram that you have to take mm-hmm. and uh birkin like puts his arms through yeah we had that with ada yeah well not with ada but i had it with ada in b oh in leon b. b she's like she shoots at him oh yeah that's right okay so that happens that's weird that happens in leon a for me okay. that's crazy yeah, but like, there's a whole there's a whole scene where she, whenever she's following you, you can just stay back and conserve ammo. And as soon as oh, and as yeah. soon as a zombie gets close enough to you, she'll start shooting it and take care of it. Huh? Which yeah, is no, I took awesome it, I took to, advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, and, and you don't have to you don't have things? to fire at uh, Birkin at all in the in the sky tram. You can stand there, and as long as he doesn't hit you, oh yeah, Ada will literally take care of him. That's what I did. It's yep. exactly what I did. Yeah. Otherwise, he asks for pretty much eighteen bullets to get to get oh, rid of. Jeez, nice. Now, I will say, I I think it's a little feature that I wasn't expecting. Um, through like the Claire A, is once Sherry's following you and she's your little cohort, just like within your party. Like if you run somewhere and stand still, she'll just come up right next to Claire 
and then like put out her hand and then Claire puts her hand out and they're just kind of like holding hands. I'm not going to lie. I, didn't I sat know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. yeah, it was in um the one where you come up like the one elevator and you're in the little safe room. I was running over to the box and I went over to grab like a drink of water or something. And then Sherry just ran up and just reached out her hand and then Claire grabbed it. I looked up and I'm like, oh, look at that. Well, you know, even though she's an only child, her parents didn't spend a lot of time with her. No, but now she feels like she has someone that she can rely on. Yeah. In Claire A, did you have to play as Sherry? Yes. Yep, a couple times. With no weapon. I fucking hate that in games. I fucking hate that shit. I like where she climbs on something and she like struggles. Yeah, she, she tries to kick her leg time. up and then she has to kick her leg up again because she can't get up. It's even more annoying when you have to go through like uh, run past the fucking zombie Dobermans. Where yeah, you which have are nothing. faster than Sherry. Yeah. And like you can't do anything about it. No, yeah, that's a, that's you basically have to try to like run behind them or have them not. <laughs> you just have you. to scream and pray. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much what happened. <laughs> I mean, at least some of you, the player, scream, not Sherry. No, yeah, just sitting there, just like, <laughs> oh, I lived. Here goes nothing. <laughs> yeah, but that I think it was twice or three times you had to play as Sherry. I only had to play with her. Once. I remember playing play as her, playing as, as Sherry one. once, but I only had twice. to play with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I only had to play as Sherry one time in Claire B. Yeah, because it was um, it was first when she went up the little ramp and threw like <laughs> <laughs> she throws a precinct key or something. The the ventilation like the little the little vent thing, and then another time when she falls down through the sewer. I think it's just twice. Either way, it's it's annoying whenever you have to just play as her because there's a defenseless schoolgirl. You're right; it does suck. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't go in the inventory and see the photo of her with her parents because that's important. Question as answer. Far, as far as gameplay goes, when you're no, <laughs> when you're playing Claire and you have to make the vaccine for Sherry, yeah, yeah, is that optional? I don't think so. You know, I was wondering that too like can you get to the oh, train without actually, the vaccine yeah because you pick up the get the bad you, ending you pick up the mo disc like before you actually like complete the the vaccine because you have to go to the lab <laughs> they'd have to redo the final scene it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> she's dead <laughs> Does that mean not she turns now. into Birkin? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Little Sherry Birkin. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like that when they're on the train on the way out, and fucking Leon leans and it's like, "Oh my god, if she it, turned into a giant it? vagina too!" Oh, oh, whoa. whoa, hey, different directions. Whoa, oh no, that's just, <laughs> just wait till she's older, Harry. You mean like scissoring? <laughs> Graphics. It just got graphic. It did. I, I, I mean, I didn't think there was a huge upgrade from Resident Evil 1 to Resident Evil 2 I, in in terms of on-screen gameplay-wise. I mean, like, some of the pixels were more crisp and things like that, and I think the models, and, and the, I think the pixel density in the models was, was a little bit better, but the FMVs, I thought, were way better. Oh, yeah. There was no live-action films. <laughs> yeah. No, well, that, I mean, that... I would still call I actually that an upgrade. I actually kind of missed that a little bit. Really? 
it's super campy. Yeah, I liked true. how campy and weird it was in the first one. I I can I can go with like the campiness of it, but at least the fact that they used computer generated models and made a small movie out of it and it actually looked really good. I would call that a big upgrade from the first one. Don't get me wrong, I love like terrible B-series movies and the first Resident Evil fucking hands down, that's a goddamn winner. But at least giving it like what I would expect out of a game. Thank you. <laughs> it was time to move on from Yeah. from live actors in video games no. portraying characters. Never. It's Tayo's time. And it's weird cuz now we're pretty much back to that. <laughs> No, now we're having actors have a bunch of diodes all over their face and perform. I know, but it's like it's digitally. the actors pretty much. When you at say this point. diodes. It's weird. We're coming we're like slowly coming back to it. We're slowly The next coming. Mortal Kombat's going to be completely know, live action with completely real Completely live act live action. It's gonna then, be super and the next Street Fighter snuff films all over Street the place. Fighter the movie the game. So so <laughs> graphically Remix, Turbo. Graphically a couple things I did notice comparing this one to the first one. So, so number one, I think the rendered backgrounds a little bit better than the first one. Yeah, more detailed. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the environment in this game. Like it looks really, really well done. And I, I know I praised rendered backgrounds in in the first one. It's more of an art style instead of like a computer generated uh, uh, yeah en- environment. The helicopter um, wreckage always impressed me with this game. Whenever I would see it, just like the 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 still image of like the wrecked helicopter sitting there with all the parts and pieces, it's it stands out hmm. to me. I don't know about you guys. The enemy models, a little bit more variance with the zombies. Like you don't just have the green cloaked zombie that shows up fucking everywhere in the first one. Yeah, I wrote now down it's, a note. Now it's like police zombies with hats or police zombies without hats. Whoa. <laughs> but, I mean, there, there's female zombies and yep. trying to think what other zombies were in this. There's the, there wasn't a lot of variation. There was honestly. more than just Re- one There was model. more than there one was, model. Yeah. Regular zombie. There was like plant zombie and then there was like half naked zombie towards the end. There's uh, Oh totally yeah, like naked. the ones that didn't have any clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> was that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I call those sexy zombies. I think there were only three or four of them though. Yeah, it was, I think it was like only at the one very room. end like yeah. in the lab. Yeah, like where you had to four. go back in. There was like three or four when you went back in the the second, not the first time, but the second time you had to go in. First time they were clothed. Second time they were like. That was the last enemy for my Leon B run. Was I defeated Tyrant and then I got back to the train. I'm oh, sorry, that's not the last enemy because you still have to beat Birkin. But uh, I got and back the giant to, vagina. Exactly. I got back to the train and they were just like having a having a dance party naked. Right there in front of the train, so I had to gun down nice. a bunch of them As before I could get into the the train. Yeah, there the was... naked zombies. Oh, that the last thing I thought looked better uh, when you're in your your menu, the item little icons. I thought they were a little bit more polished, little uh, little. I don't. Know. They they look better sure. than the first one. Sure, like I know they they kept the same image, like for all the herbs, exact same image. Yep. First aid spray. I actually I think that one was a little changed. But like yeah. I felt like they thought there was more detail to those little little pictures that show up in your menu, mm-hmm. and 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 actually it does another jump when you get to Resident Evil Three. Same interface, but just again, a, just a little bit more polished. Um, I noticed almost right away that you could shoot limbs off zombies. And I yeah, didn't, I didn't remember you could do that in the first game. Like I was shooting at a cop and his arm fell off, and I was like, oh, okay, that's y- new. Y- you know what's weird though? Like 
What's you, weird? You, you think every once in a while you shoot the handgun, maybe you just get a headshot. Yeah, a lucky headshot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised they didn't work that into any of these first couple of games. Like, it always takes X amount of bullets to take down a zombie. You would think highly trained professionals would be able to land a few headshots. Well, Leon... They're all, like, ex-fucking cops. Well, and Leon was his Claire, first day, but, but you can um, tell Leon, that... Yeah. Yeah, well, he was pretty inconsistent, like, right from the get-go, because there was, like, in the very opening scene, he drove up, he's tracking on the one on the street, all of a sudden zombies are coming around the Jeep, and the one starts, like, clawing at his leg, he headshots it, and then unloads, like, almost a full clip into the zombies coming at him, and then he runs into Claire and headshots that one fell swoop, but you already wasted, like, an entire clip on Adrenaline, the other Adrenaline, man. Adrenaline? Adrenaline. Yeah, it's like, no, shoot to kill, head, like right between the eyes. One more graphics thing. I I really find it both cheesy and kind of cool, but funny that uh, the first police officer who's wounded that you see, um, he basically, when you come back to him later and he turns, how his face goes like from normal to just like straight up purple. Oh, is and, it like Martin or oh. Marvin? Something like that. I, I remember that. Yeah. I just I always find that funny. And uh, graphically, I guess it was pretty pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> His face turned Pretty purple. cool. <laughs> pretty it's cool. Great. Well, it's, You've got a purple it, face. Well, That's the, pretty it, cool. It changed, too. Like, the, the actual, like, mm-hmm. lines on his face changed, and he just be, becomes purple and comes after you. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I think we're ready to uh, dive into music, guys. Yeah. Music. I've never seen the Resident Evil games as something that has like fantastic, amazing music. No. There's there's little melodies and stuff that are very, very memorable, but I don't see a lot of like big scores and orchestral things that really stand out to me as like lasting. I found myself the other day and I, I beat the game like two weeks ago at this point, humming the uh safe room. Safe room. Yeah. yeah the safe room. <laughs> what, what, yeah. When you Speak boom, memorable boom. melodies. Boom, oh, yeah. Safe room. Safe room. Yeah. I mean, the only time there was like any music other than the safe room is when there was some type of danger coming up. That was pretty much about it. I'll tell you an iconic sound in this game is the zombies walking. You get that squish that, and then yeah. like a, like almost like a peg leg yeah. sound. It's like, oh, something's around the corner. Can I see yeah. it? No, let me run forward so the camera changes. Oh, still can't see it. My favorite track in the game. <laughs> That's the wrong game. Yeah. What? What? Are you sure? Yeah. No, this is the Birkin theme. Whenever you no. see William Birkin, this, this plays. I don't think so. I took a couple notes uh, for the music, and I wanted to say, or music and sound, I wanted to say that uh, I really noticed in the, the alligator uh, hallway that there's like, a, there's like a small grate in the center, and your footsteps would change based on where you were, where you were on that. So it would be like, do, 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 clink. Like like a hollow like yeah. sound and and I don't know if that I can't remember if that's present in the first game but like little little sound things like that are a nice touch for the game and I, I there's also um, the one track it features a sound that almost sounds like a door closing do you know what I'm what yes. I'm talking about yes and like it would sort of like freak you out like what what was that and then eventually you get used to it it's almost like a psychological like fake out within the music thought that was pretty cool they put it in just to fuck with you a little bit it's like wait oh no 
and, and just be completely honest here, I think the voice acting is pretty bad, but it's definitely a long step from the first one. Oh, God, yeah. For sure. I mean, it was not good, but it wasn't as bad. I don't even think it's necessarily the voice acting. I think it has a lot to do with the writing. And and this is before, you know, games really had, like, a big sound budget. They would get actors in, and they'd li- literally just give them their lines on pieces of paper. Now, whenever they do this, they're like, oh, motion capturing as well. Here's your script. We want you to sound like this. This is what's going on in the scene. Back then, they didn't do that kind of stuff. So, like, I don't think the voice acting is bad. I think the writing is bad, and it makes the voice acting sound cheesy. I really feel that most of the performances are decent, with the exception of Claire. A lot of Claire's stuff I just think fell flat. Like I think Leon's pretty good. I know that there's the the funny line delivery that we keep going over here, but most of the most of the characters, I feel like the voice work was decent. But Claire, I just don't know what was going on with her. It was even worse than Claire B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Cool. So let's. Uh, Let's wrap it up with our final thoughts, guys. Final thoughts. Wrap it up, Ralph. This is one of those games that I'm going to file under missed sort of opportunity for me. Like a game that I wish I'd played 20 years ago when it came out. Uh, Similar to some other ones I mentioned. I think like Mass Effect and maybe Silent Hill. It's a damn good sequel one of the best sequels ever made in games, because I think that that's extremely high praise. It improved everywhere on on the first Resident Evil, and um, it set the path and tone for the rest of the franchise. Ultimately, it's a damn good PlayStation 1 game. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Ralph. Uh, I really feel like I would have enjoyed this game if I played it when it came out years ago. But I had only watched it, and then I played it now, and you know it. I feel like some of these games don't hold up, and I'm not saying that this doesn't. But what's thrilling to me is like they keep tossing around the idea of this becoming a remake. Thank you for bringing that up. And I wanted to bring that up in my final thoughts because if they make a remake of this, I'm going to be all over it. I really would like an improved and redone remaster of this because I'm curious to see what they would tweak because they tweaked some things in like, you know, the, the Resident Evil one remakes and stuff. Those games, those, yeah. And those games still hold up. I, they did the remake the right way when it came to Resident Evil one. Yes. Like they didn't destroy it or like scrap it and start from the ground up. Like it was like, let's update the graphics and add a couple flary. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm getting sick of all the remasters and like, oh, this is something from last gen that we're bringing to this gen and we're calling it the HD remake. Shadow of the Colossus has been remade like three times. Yeah, yeah. Like Shadow of Colossus keeps getting remade. I'm I'm starting to get really tired of those and I don't ask for remasters a lot, but I would love this to be remastered because I did really enjoy playing the game. As far as, like, if you own a PlayStation, I feel like this is, like, a a must-own game. Like, this is kind of, like, I know you've uh, referenced, like, your shelf before where you have, like, these these titles that are just, like, like, almost, like, trophy titles to to own. I I feel like that's that's one of these games. Like, I, I actually am, like, proud of my Resident Evil collection on my shelf at home. Like, I have, like, all of the... 
the originals for for PlayStation One. It's like something I'm proud to own. Do you have this for the Saturn? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what's a Saturn? Sega. It's right in between. Yeah, I, Jupiter. Yeah, I know. He knows. Um, Uranus. Like this game doesn't feel like like have you ever played a game so many times where it just feels like stale. Like, I don't get that feeling when I play this game. It still feels kind of fresh, or like I pick up something new when I play through this game. And it's not even like a very elaborate game, but I, I always tend to miss like one or two details here, and I, I learn something new each time I uh, dive into this game. So You got to go see that swimsuit photo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're 50 times at Wesker's desk. <laughs> Keep missing out. I just I I couldn't praise this game enough. Like I I just think it's a fantastic title and and a must play for everybody. It is a good title. I like Resident Evil. I like the classic Resident Evil. Like I yeah. I can I can agree where it is more of like a a classic feel like PlayStation game and that's something that I did enjoy playing through. You know, I I thought it was okay. You know, it's the puzzles weren't really that in depth. I felt like there was a lot of like going back and forth, like between areas, like it was a little unnecessary. I mean, I get it for a game of its time, but I like the fact that we brought it up for being reviewed, really thinking about it. I don't think if it was ever brought up, period, that I would have played it for any other reason. And that's just me. But with with all the talk of like a reboot or having it like remastered, I do think this would be a good game that has a solid enough foundation of like a storyline and kind of like, you know, certain mechanics to it where if you put like a modern twist that it would do very well. And if they were to do something like that, I would definitely be on board for round two. Cool. Let's uh, dish out our scores, guys. The score. I'll go. I'm thinking um, a 92%. Just because I don't like William Birkin's first form. <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> but that isn't even his final form. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for an actual score, I'm going to have to give this uh, a B-, minus, which I think is still fair but leave some room for enjoying it more in case of a reboot you sure you don't want to go with an a you're, you're settling on a b a no i'm b? settling on a b minus b ralph or a there is an extra thing after that b minus okay bitch which scenario is that <laughs> that's off of claire the a b, it's the, the b one, minus it's the one where you play through a sherry bergen yeah all right, Salamander Daddy, you're up. <laughs> What's up, Salad? Salad D. I'm going to give this a 9.5, which ties with Earthbound. Clark? I'm going to give this two sharp tooth buttholes out of a game that needs to be remastered. <laughs> that, that sounds uncomfortable. I'll still put it in. Fair enough. Well, I think that wraps up our review for the evening. And before we conclude this episode, though, we just have to read a quick iTunes review. It worked. All right. What worked? We did it. <laughs> oh, my God. It worked. Not now. She scolded him so bad. I love that part. 
Well, what happened? Not now. Quick, throw me your pendant. I got something for you. You'll end up just like all the others. All right, guys. So our iTunes review this week is titled Hilariously Awesome. Oh, thank you. And this is submitted by Luke R96. Thanks, Luke. Five star. Luke. Great podcast with great points on games, super entertaining, and good variety of game genres. Can't wait to see what else they play. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Luke, we are your podcasters. Uh, So one more thing I wanted to get out there. So as a way to try to... um, Ooh, click Promote more into the microphone. Trying to think. Kidding. As a way to spread our <laughs> buttholes, <laughs> our uh, embryos. So, as a way to spread our social media presence, we are inviting all of our listeners to invite friends and family to like our page at facebook.com/superfunpodcast. And if you do that for us, when we host our next poll, each person you get to like our page will give you one additional vote towards the game of your choice. Shout out to Kai listening in Germany that uh, sent us an awesome email. Um, we will uh, read your message on the next review, um, but I just wanted to like say thank you. Uh, it's awesome to hear from a fan in Germany. Yeah, that, that is pretty cool. Thank you. Definitely. Also, I didn't want to butcher your last name, so I'm just giving you the first name. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, at least being honest about it. Huh? If you could email us back and tell us how to pronounce your name, that would be cool. <laughs> I'll just butcher it. Do it. He's going to try. That's the look of I'm going to Nishalki? Nishalki? I think. So, uh, Nishalki. Kai Nishalki. If you say it five times, that must make it right. Just don't say it three times in the mirror. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Nope. Yeah, definitely says from Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt? Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt, Germany. All right. Yeah, what before we fuck? alienate <laughs> before we alienate some cool guys. Oh, from Frankfurt, Germany. Shy, <laughs> yeah. so wh- would you like some Wiener Schnitzel? <laughs> hey, stay tuned for the next episode of Resident Evil 2. What? What? No. The next episode... You and myself, we're going to review H1Z1. <laughs> you, the listener? <laughs> hey, you, listening to this, we're going we're gonna to review H1Z1. Yeah. Yeah. Stick around. Stick around. Get your buddy and hop on ATV. Just bring it around town. Vroom, <laughs> Just vroom, vroom, vroom. No. Oh, God. That's wow. All right. Let's get out of here, guys. All right. Cool. <laughs> Peace. It worked! <laughs> Game over. Game over. Game over. Game over. Game over. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.
salamander daddy over here. Jesus. Salamander. <laughs> Harry salamander daddy bulls. How the fuck did we get here? Oh, my God. Somebody call <laughs> no, Shinji Mikami. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we got here. This is the reality that we live in. 